The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, Tommy Dreamer and Mickey James. And first of all, we speak to Mickey James about what's been going on between her and Jade Cargill on social media. Also, with Tommy, we get into NXT and Gigi's promo last night as we get closer to Roadblock next week. And speaking of getting closer, we get up close and personal with Wardlow just days before his big match with Samoa Joe at Revolution. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Mickey, you know, everybody wants a piece of Mickey James. Mercedes, Monet mentioned you. A lot of people know the prestige of that Impact Knockouts uh, World Championship, but they also know that you are a living legend, and they want to make sure at some point now that this forbidden door has been opened, that they want to be a part of history by being in the ring with you. The latest champion that has spoken out on social media about you is Jade Cargill. And Jade has come out, you know, on social media has now mentioned you. She referred to your match with Masha and the biting of the tongue. So what were you thinking when you heard uh, Jade Cardgill called you, calling you out on social media over the weekend? Uh, yeah, she's a little hungry. She's- yeah, a little bit. <laughs> she's a little, um, you know, honestly, like it's, re- I'm honored that, you know, someone wants to face me. And because I think that I did, I said I wanted to make this impact knockouts world championship run the greatest run that's ever been. And I think that, um, even coming back to win the title and a lot of people didn't think I could do that, that if I can just represent this championship and test myself against the best women all over the world. I mean, let's face it. That's what makes it a world champion. And we have some incredible women in impact, but there's incredible women everywhere. And the fact that that forbidden door is open or cracked open a little bit, you know, the, op- you know, if that opportunity came up, I'd love that. I think what a great matchup and build up we could do um, all the way around, you know, and it's a match that people wouldn't think that they would ever see. And I totally respect Jade. She's been dominant over there. She's a star. Um, and it would be something that, you know, you just never know. It's also a really cool period. Um, I mean, there's a lot of women that got into wrestling because of you. Um, but like we just saw, and I love the picture you posted with, uh, 
you and Amy holding up titles in what was it 2006 yes and then 2023 you guys are still champions um Trish coming back Lita coming back Beth Phoenix you know coming back uh as you know recently as Elimination Chamber Royal Rumble it's it's cool that we get to still see these people because, hey, I mean, if if you would have lost and you were contemplating retirement, it would have been no more. Um, right. After this weekend, I think you would contemplate a retirement because you wrestled so much this weekend. <laughs> I did. Um, I did wrestle a lot and I'm hurting for sure right now for it. But what a crazy time to be alive and wrestling in 2023 when you think about, you know, when we in 2006, I would have never thought this possible for wrestling and what it's just like i'm like women's wrestling so cool right now like look at all the opportunities and then see amy come back and win the tag championships with becky and now where is that going are we headed to wrestlemania with them as tag champs i mean how freaking i hope so like how freaking cool is that like it's just women are thriving all over and it's it's cool to see my friends win you know and yeah it's just it's cool I think they're going to a a six women match at WrestleMania. I think that would be great. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, really, really cool. And it's also, it helps the younger generation as well as, you know, I'm all for stuff like that. You know, Um, it's that like we've, we've talked about the relationship, like what Sting has done. I grew up watching Sting and like going out there and, you know, seeing him perform at the level that he does, Chris Jericho is another person. Right. You know, hey, I'll give the devil his due. Bully Ray. Right. Uh, Billy Gunn. There, there's mm-hmm. so many people out there still crushing it at, you know, yeah. an advanced age or, you know, and when I say advanced age, they're wrestling miles um, mm-hmm. and, you know, going out there looking great as well as performing great. And, you know, with the women, I mean, Trish, when she came out there, and of all places, friggin' Grand Rapids. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's wrong with Grand Rapids? I big, like Grand Rapids. Big Grand Rapids pop. No, but you didn't <laughs> expect it, which is cool. No, you didn't nope. expect it. It was really cool. You know, too, uh, Tommy, and I think about it this way, is like I felt like we've always had that generation before us who'd made money and who had helped the younger talent, I think, learn how to make money on TV and how to draw those and how to do, cause it's different from when you're doing it on an indie level to when you're doing it on a television level, like, um, and I felt like we've, I've, I was fortunate enough to have that to help people help me learn how to do all that. And, and you have to be in there with, and, and let's face it. I mean, Trish and Amy are the, some, probably the biggest stars in women's wrestling, even still today, like iconic when you think about it. Um, for them to come back and be able to do this, it only elevates the women that they're in there with because you need stars to make stars. Right. So um, yeah. Anyway, it's just cool. I love wrestling and I love women's wrestling, especially now because look how great it is. Crazy. Victoria showed back up in impact for one night yeah. cried all over the place. She did. Cry. She got, yeah. Yeah. But, and the, you know, it's crazy because the fans, you know, sometimes you think um, the fans don't remember these moments or like these moments that were special to you or whatever. And then 
when you come back. And I think that's why Victoria was so emotional because the fans remember, you know, and that she was the same way at the rumble when she came back and just like, no, you know, and they exploded. They loved it. You know, it's just, it's cool to see the, you know, when someone gets their flowers. She should go in the hall of fame, especially in Los yeah. Angeles. I think so too. I think it's a bit, I, I feel like it's time and it's a bit almost like there's been so many that's gone in and, and all deserving women, you know what I mean? But I feel like she's was breaking down barriers in that whole era of women right beside, you know, the jazz and the Trish and the Mollies who were having both of them on today and Lita and that whole crop of women, Jacqueline's, um, and she just kind of, you know, Stacy Keebler, who else? Tori Wilson was all in that same group. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you I know, I, I love her. This is going to be maybe a, a question out of left field, Mickey, because you're still wrestling and you're a world champion. But do you ever think of Hall of the Hall of Fame? Does that ever cross your mind at all? Um, I think that we all aspire to hopefully be. It would be cool if we were recognized in that um in that space you know uh it'd be very humbling so of course you know i i think it would be incredible but i have you know again i'm still wrestling but also have no expectations just because you know it'd be it'd be awesome i think it'd be awesome for anyone i don't it just kind of shows that just I know, but I think that that's why, I mean, Tommy, you too. I mean, I think that it just like, it makes you feel good when the company or a company would acknowledge, you know, your contributions to the business and put you on that, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, you know, amazing honor to be inducted into the hall of fame. So I think anybody would love it. Obviously. I know I would. Home back down radio with Chris Weidman. The winner by split decision. Tommy. Logan Paul goes on Twitter and says, I will bet my equity in prime, the energy drink, that Jake Paul is going to win this fight. I'm sure he's just messing around, but either way, you know what? I know his brother, Jake Paul, who's all about MMA fighters being taken care of. He would approve of this. You know what? Take your equity and give it to all the UFC fighters. Have them split it all up. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. 
You don't have to hide how you feel. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. That's mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash bustedopen. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I want to get into that Gigi Dolan promo because last week I mentioned they brought Gigi back way too early. Uh, she she came in, she stormed NXT, and I was like, why? You should have waited. Um, now they have the match scheduled for Roadblock, so I understand why. It's not for Stand and Deliver. It's for Roadblock next week. But also I mentioned last week that, man, but there's no reason for me to get emotionally invested in Gigi like, why should I root for her? Why should I get behind her? Other than the fact that JC did what she did, there's really no reason for me to get behind and cheer for her. Obviously, mm-hmm. that has been completely changed after what we saw last night on NXT. Tommy, you mentioned Gigi got really personal. Talked about her sister. Talked about uh, the dis- dysfunctional relationship with her mother. After hearing that promo, and that's the beauty of a promo when you make it personal, you know, Tommy, I'm all in on Gigi Dolan right now. Dave, uh, when Bully brought me back to WWE to feud with the Wyatts, it was three weeks. And we were promoting a TL, uh, a tables match at TLC. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take much to get people invested. I think, again, when people... Uh, because we're smarter to the industry, blah, 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 blah. That thing called WrestleMania was built in one month. Though Vince knew the vision, nobody knew about it. And the main event happened a month before. I mean, everyone talks about what's going to be the main event of WrestleMania. We got to wait for the Royal Rumble, blah, blah, blah. The first WrestleMania was one month built. And one month to three weeks can get anybody heavily invested or even, you know, when you have a backstory of the split, we knew their relationship. You have the split. You hear mission statement number one. You see, here comes the baby face to kick your ass. Mission statement number two. I'm all in. And I'm all in because, like you said, that promo. um, I loved it because it was real. It was personal. And that's when you're in a feud. When you're part of a feud, you go there. And you, you get people heavily invested. I mean, you and I grew up Dusty Rhodes versus Kevin Sullivan. It was the American dream versus the devil. He was Satan. How do you not fight Satan? You know, when it was anybody against the Russians, Rock and Roll Express versus the Russians, you know, Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat, this one guy's lifestyle versus this other guy's lifestyle. And it would get personal and physical, you know, through an injury, through a beatdown, all that stuff. I mean, it's great. And they have done a fabulous job of elevating the two women without them really sharing the same space. 
Yeah, and I, and I think that's a great way to do it because if you're if they're going to be sharing the same space, then things are going to get physical, and it's not about the spoken word anymore. And and Mickey, when you get personal, like, and you leave mm-hmm. yourself open like that, like that really grabbed me. Like, like I I always love Toxic Attraction because I love them as characters and personalities, but. Gigi's promo last night grabbed me on a personal level where like, mm-hmm. man, I now I want to see her win her match next week against JC. Absolutely. Because you can see the vulnerability, right? And then you're yeah. um, invested her and you know that coming from that kind of place, she's going to fight that much harder and you want her to win. Right. So, um, yeah, we were talking about that just last week. That's crazy about like, I want to be emotionally invested. And then here we are now we're like, I'm, I'm with you. And, and and Mickey, last week I'm bitching and complaining. Why did they pull the trigger so early? Why did they mm-hmm. do this? And then a week later on NXT last night, everything's out in the open. And I feel completely different with this story than I did just a week ago. At the fights with Randy Gordon and Jerry Cooney, former super welterweight champion turned bare knuckle sensation, Austin, no doubt trap. I still have goals and dreams and aspirations in the boxing world. I want to be a two-time world champion. I'm I'm real close to making that happen. There's a couple fights that are very good that could be for a title eliminator, which all roads lead to Charlo, which I would love a rematch with. I'm not betraying or getting away from boxing, but you know, let's see what happens next. I have a supposed title shot lined up in the BKFC. Let's see if boxing can match that, you know, or do something close to that. At the fight. Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. Just days before his big match with Samoa Joe for the TNT Championship at Revolution, our good friend Wardlow joins us here on Busted Open. Wardlow, good morning, and thank you so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. Good morning, and always, I always got time for you guys. Um, Wardlow, let's let's dive right in. Um, Say what you want about prior to the sit down with JR, but I think a lot of fans, once they heard what you had to say in that sit down with Jim Ross, look at you a lot differently. Again, that emotional connection, people can relate to your story. And what was it like for you to sit down with JR and open yourself up like you did with JR? Um, for starters, can you guys see me? Yes, yeah. we can see you. All right, sorry, our Wi-Fi is all weird here. Um, so, you know, I had four weeks off, um, and that gave me a lot of time to think that's the first time I've had off since starting AEW three years ago. Um, I haven't had a single week off since I started and those four weeks gave me so much time, not only to heal physically, um, but mentally to really clear my head. Um, and really digest what happened with Samoa Joe and I. And uh, everything just pointed to, you know, just be real. Just just let it all out. You know, this is professional wrestling to me. This is going to be my life's work. This is all I have. And so, you know, Wardlow is my real name, like I said. So I want to make this. You know, to me, this is as real as it gets. So I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to let the fans know the real me, you know, you know, down to the bone. And I think we have seen that. We saw that in the beginning with uh, MJF, where he said, you grew up a poor and, uh, (laughs) you know, you basically had a fight for everything that you got. Coming on this show, you've talked about sacrifice, eating healthy on airplanes, because, you want to better yourself, better 
you know, your position in life for things that may you may or may not have growing up. And then we saw another thing with your dad and his hair and being sick. Can you just kind of like, or if, do you feel okay to talk about like, you know, some of that, like those emotions that you went through with, you know, cause it's heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately that image of him, you know, is going to live with me the rest of my life. You know, the last time I saw him was, you know, as I described laid up in the hospital bed with crusty blood in his nose, skin and bones and, uh, hairless and lifeless, um, struggling to, to, you know, say a, a final word. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty good with moving on from things. Um, you know, I, I always carry things with me, but you know, you got to move on. So I always try to look at, uh, the times we had obviously <laughs> prior yeah. to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot that goes in with me and my father. Cause you know, he passed as I started my wrestling journey, you know, and this goes back to, you know, my name Wardlow, you know, that was his name. And I just wish, you know, he was here today to see his son, to see his last name up on that TV screen. Um, and I just wish I had an opportunity to try to better his life. Um, cause here's the thing, as much as I've told, there's so much more to tell. I was only given, you know, time to tell part of the story. And at some point, the rest of the story will come out. Um, And I just wish I had the opportunity to uh, give him a better life. Um, But yeah, that was, uh, especially at that time in my life. Um, When I first started wrestling, there was a reason I started late. And it's because I was, you know, I wasn't an angel myself. And, you know, I had my own demons and struggles. So I was still dealing with all that. So I really didn't even know how to process what was happening at the time. Um, So it it was just a horrible time for me. Um, You know, I'm just happy I made it out of all of it. You know, Mm. Wardlow, um, and and I say this a lot on Busted Open that, you know, I get, get emotionally invested in a promo and, you know, you get sad or you get happy or you, you, you cry, you laugh when it comes to certain things in the world of pro wrestling. Like I can honestly say, you know, when you had that sit down with Jim Ross, I, I, I was bawling when I saw that promo because just like you, I was in the room when my dad passed. I was there when he took his final breath and, you know, my dad never got to see me get married. My dad never got to see hear me on on the radio and man just like what you're saying like i gave my dad a lot of shit and i gave him a lot of trouble and i was like man like why couldn't he have been there for these times where like he could have been proud of me you know and and a lot of times i look at it selfishly like fuck man like i was such a headache for that poor guy for so many years and finally all the blood sweat and tears he poured into me finally came to pass where he could have been proud of me and he never was able to see it or experience it. And there's a lot of times I look back at that moment, you know, because my dad wasn't like me. He was very big man. He's kind of like you were, he's like a big dude, you know? Um, And, you know, to see him like very thin in that, in that hospital bed, there's a lot of times I wish I wasn't there for that final moment. Cause that's, 
that's in my head. Like that's the image that you see in your head. But I'm so glad that I was there for that final moment that I was able to share that that one final moment with with him. So like I got to give you all the credit in the world. Like I I you know I just talked about it now with you with this audience listening, but I've never really spoken about that. But I feel like through the beauty of pro wrestling, I was able to share that moment with you. And that makes me want to see you succeed. And looking at your career, like, you know, where it started, it was just about three years ago, Wardlow, when you're in that cage match with Cody, that was just, that was February of 2020. And here we are March 1st, like, and to see like the ups and downs and to see where you were then and to see where you are right now, I just want to say to you, man, if your dad was here, he would be so proud of you and what you've been able to accomplish. So I hope you, I hope you know that. I hope you understand that. And I hope you appreciate that. Yeah. So first off, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, But thank you for sharing that. And honestly, you sharing that makes me sharing my story worth it a hundred times over. Um, You know, that, that, uh, that makes me feel a certain way, man. Um, and thank you for sharing that. And I'm happy that, you know, it was able to relate to some people and help some people, you know, open up and talk about their stories. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it's wild how things work. Um, and, and, you know, it, like you said, how you kind of, you wish you wouldn't have seen him that way. Um, you know, that night when I told him, you know, like I said, I was just trying to scramble to tell this man anything to give him some sort of peace. And I said everything I said to him that night, you know, that I'll, I'll do better and be a better man and I'm going to make it. And he passed that next morning. So I try to see the silver lining in the hopes that maybe me being there with him, maybe maybe me saying what I said was enough to give him peace for him to finally let go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh man. I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. I I mean, I just oh god. I think I'm because I lost my sister a few years ago to ovarian cancer. So I I totally get that side of it, but I just I hope you always know that he is still always with you and you'll often find him in the littlest of things and um I'm sure he's so so proud of you now. And honestly, like that was a whole different thing to be able to connect I think that vulnerability, I think we have to always, we always feel like we have to be so tough and so strong all the time, but we are just human at the end of the day. And it's those, though, to allow yourself, there takes a certain type of strength to be able to allow yourself to be vulnerable like that and to share that with um, the audience. And I'm sure that the, it's just going to make people love you so much more, you know, for that authenticity and that real place, you know? Sorry to hear that. I actually lost um, a very dear friend of mine from school. Uh, to ovarian cancer she was only 30 years old yeah my sister was 33 I'm so sorry oh and that, that so was that, that was like it uh two three years after my father so when yeah. I say I hate cancer I yeah. hate cancer I mean it, yeah it's taking too close people to me so yeah oh. but that's why I hope Wardlow and you know, I don't know what the outcome is going to be uh, on Sunday. You know, obviously I'm rooting for you. I'm going to be in your corner no matter what. 
but you have to appreciate those moments. You know, you're in a big pay-per-view match. You know, this is what you've, you know, this is what you've strived for. This is what you've, you've worked so hard for. And now you have this championship match on Sunday with Samoa Joe and things have gotten personal, but I hope you take that time on Sunday to kind of realize like, man, all your hard work is paying off now. And here you are, you know, in one of the biggest matches of your career on Sunday. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. I do know what's going to happen Sunday. And that is, I'm going to unleash hell on Samoa Joe. Uh, this isn't going to be anything pretty. This isn't going to be a wrestling match. This is going to be a fight. Uh, you know, I've never been disrespected like this. This is beyond personal. Um, so I think along with the new haircuts going to come a little new intensity that we've never seen with, with Wardlow. Uh, cause I'm ready to kill. Do you plan on growing your hair back? You know, initially I thought I was going to, um, but it might have been a little blessing in disguise, Joe, cutting my hair because it's been quite the hit with everyone. Um, so I'm enjoying it. Everybody else seems to like it. So I think I'm going to keep the short hair for a while. Eventually, one day, yes, I will grow it all out. But uh, I think for now, I'm going to rock the short hair for a little bit. Nice. And do just personal growth i saw you from independent wrestling you know in, in over in pittsburgh and then you know hey this is big guy he's good looking watch you he's not ready yet and then you get the opportunity with aew uh, with mjf and your debut was awesome and you know dave talking about that cage that moment was more for for cody than it was for you but you've had these moments the sliding of the ring to the other person a massive moment yeah. you becoming this gigantic baby face that I hadn't seen. And Dave and I would talk about you were the hottest baby face in pro wrestling, like Goldberg esque WCW. And I know, you know, that's big for you because you're, I know you're, I know you and you're a wrestling fan and, but your in ring is really, really good. I watch you and I'm like, how the hell is that big motherfucker doing that? Th those stuff yeah. they did. I didn't know we had that in him. So when you're given those opportunities like you are, I don't know if we're going to see him this because, again, when you're in a fight, when you're in a feud, it's going to be different. But you have improved on every level, and you're just still on that path to continue to improve. Um, but first you got to go uh, through Joe. Is, this, is the title on the line, by the way? I, don't, I didn't read the – Oh, yeah. Uh, no, this is for the TNT okay. championship. Yep. Nice. Yes, my TNT title that I keep calling it because I have yet to be pinned or submitted for it. So, yeah, not only is this personal with the hair, like, I, I want my title back. Good. Motivation. It's key. Absolutely. And on a, on a lighter note, you mentioned the meals on the plane. Oh, man, last night they had to hate me. It was a very long flight. It was a very long flight to California, and I had <laughs> – Dude, I had this big bowl of tuna fish, and then I busted open this thing of pickles to put in it, and the dude next to me, I could just tell, was so upset, but yeah, I got to do what I got to do. Someone uh, wow. this past week in an impact, I kept smelling like, I was like, what is that horrible smell? And it was meal prep between broccoli 
and like, you know, that they're just eating cold and then putting in a mic, but that initial open up, I'm like, oh, this so reminds me of so many horrible things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, but well, well, Wardlow, we've talked about this before. And, and again, I, I love when you talk about it because I think it's, it's something that fans don't really appreciate. It's one thing, like you say, you got to stay in shape. You hit the gym, you know, working out, but, but, but those meals, how important they are to you and how you have to stay on that timeline. And with all the travel that you do, like you said, you're on a long, that's a long flight out there to, to California and you're on that plane. And, and I'm sure you're looking at your watch. You're looking at the clock, like, all right, I got to eat. Like I got, I, you know, it's, and, and, and that is something that I don't think a lot of fans really realize that you guys have to go through. Yeah. Yeah, well, some of us go through it, um, <laughs> but so so yeah, Ruby Soho, she's a Cleveland gal, so she walks up to me, you know, before the flight, and I'm sitting there eating, and she just looks down at the table, she's like, do you just have a bag of eggs? <laughs> and sure enough, I just had a bag of eight hard-boiled eggs that I was cracking open and eating at the time, <sighs> um, so yeah, it's it's real, man, you know. I want to be, like I said, this is going to be my life's work. This is all I got. I want to be the best at this. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to every extreme measure to be the best version I can humanly possibly be. And if that means eating eggs at the airport and busting open tuna on, uh, on the airplane in first class, pissing everybody off, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Screw them marks. Oh yeah. I say anything. Uh, I got Donovan a full breakfast to take on the plane because our flight was at what five forty-five in the morning, and he was desperate to have bacon and eggs, and he was eating them on the on the flight. I'm sure everybody <laughs> hated us as well. Oh yeah, that smells a lot better than uh, tuna fish. Tuna fish, I know. Eggs and bacon is much more friendly. <laughs> you know, Wardlow, you you talk about these last three years for you, and you're living the dream. This is your life's work, and you've worked so hard to be here. You know, there was a time Tommy just said that you were the hottest thing in, in pro wrestling. You were the biggest baby face. And then you were off TV for a while. You know, what did you learn from that experience? Was it frustrating for you? And, and how were you able to adjust to get back to kind of really get back to where you were at that time? Uh, man. So the unfortunate part of that is. It's, it's kind of wild to hear Tommy Dreamer sit here and tell me I was the hottest baby face in all of professional wrestling, like we haven't seen in decades. Goldberg-esque. You were. I, I, I mean, that shit's wild to me. And I think the unfortunate part of that is, is that I didn't really comprehend it at the time. And that's something that kind of eats at me, big like a lot, I'll admit. I, I did not comprehend what I was at the time and I don't think I ever gave myself credit for it and I almost feel like it slipped through my fingers without me even realizing it um not that I'm any less than but obviously you know the steam was at a different level then um and I guess I'm just god my whole goal right now is just chasing that like I want to be that again, but actually feel it and comprehend it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know what we're going to do to get there. Um, but I'm, man, I'm, I'm ready to win this title and I'm ready to, 
unlike last time, I want to defend that title. It's the TV title. It should be defended on TV regularly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to go back to the open challenge. Um, if and when I win the title, um, I would like to do an open challenge weekly or bi-weekly. And I want to run through this roster. You know, there's still a lot of people that I have not been in the ring with. Uh, there's a lot of people that that I, I want to prove myself against. And I think now's the time. I mean, I'm, I'm done playing little kid games. Like who? Moxley, Brian Danielson, Cesaro. Um, I got a loss on Jericho I'd like to redeem. I got a loss on Adam Page I'd like to redeem. Um, obviously, Omega, the Pox. I mean, Malachi, Brody. I mean, there, there's so many people that, you know, but gosh, I haven't even gotten to uh, beat the crap out of Sammy Guevara yet. And he keeps posting pictures on Twitter with him in the TNT title. That's like, to me, that's like posting pictures with, you know, a, a, the girl I'm dating. Like, that's disrespectful. So yeah. I'd like to, uh, to be some respect into him. And then there's always full circle with uh, the current champ. If he's still the champ after uh, uh, the pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of history there. There's a lot of history. And so there's a lot to be said about Max, you know, because again, I was steaming hot. And after the night, after I beat him, should have been a huge celebration of me beating him, becoming all elite. And it was, the night was all about him. Um, He's a selfish piece of shit. And I, uh, I will dance with the devil again. And this time after I powerbomb the life out of him and pin him this time, it'll be for the heavyweight title. Um, Yeah, that, He's obviously at the tippy top of the list of people I want to murder. Nice. It's well, funny. He calls himself better than everybody, better than you, better than you, but I mop the floor with him. Well, it also well, helped I him win a lot of his matches. Yeah. That's very true. I, I know it's kind of passe in 2023 to say this, but I really truly believe that you can be the face of AEW wrestling. You know, it can't, it can't be MJF because of his personality and character. Can't be Moxley too bloody. But I think, sure. I think Warlow, you can be that face of the company. And I think, I think that step starts on Sunday for this TNT championship. Because why? Because you're going to be on TV. It should be defended on TV. You're, you're somebody that should be on TV every week especially if you have that championship around your waist and you know, you look how young you are, how skilled you are, you know, how good looking you are. I, I really truly think that you can be uh, the face of AEW moving forward. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is my one and only goal. Okay. David has a man crush on you. <laughs> you know what? I'm okay. Crush. I'm okay in saying You're that. Okay That's fine. You know, it's fine. Listen, I'm not the only one, you know, I am not the only one because, and I I mentioned it every time Wardlow comes on, 
there's a store by me and it was around the block of people wanting to just take a moment to shake his hand and get an autograph and and I know he could get there again not only get there again but surpass uh, where he was just a year ago and Wardlow I get again it starts at Revolution on Sunday available on pay-per-view AEW Revolution March 5th 8 p.m. Eastern Time Wardlow thank you so much for the time good luck on Sunday and we'll talk to you soon thank you guys I always appreciate it See you, bud. Thank you. Wardlow, who after Sunday will be your new TNT champion. And I and again I believe he can be the face of AEW. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.